Hi, I'm Bob Massa, and welcome to today's reading of USA Today, which is Monday, February 19, 2024. One of the front page stories is titled, Deep Fake Ads Getting Easier for Scammers. AI excuse me, tools used for bogus celebrity endorsements, according to Jody McCrary, who wrote the story. Mr. Breast became the biggest YouTuber in the world, partly because of his elaborate giveaways. He once handed out thousands of free Thanksgiving turkeys and left a waitress a $10,000 tip for two glasses of water. So when a video appeared to show him offering newly released iPhones to thousands of people for the low price of $2, it seemed like a one of his typical stunts. One problem, it wasn't really him. That video, he said, was the work of someone who used artificial intelligence to replicate his likeness without his permission. Are social media platforms ready to handle the rise of AI deepfakes, wrote Mr. Breast, whose real name is Jimmy Donaldson, in a post on X, formerly Twitter. This is a serious problem. Well, welcome to the world of deepfake advertising, where the products might be real, but their endorsements are anything but. It's where videos appearing to show celebrities plugging items from dental plans to cookware are, in fact, just AI-generated fabrications that use technology to alter voices, appearances, and actions. Of course, fake celebrity endorsements have been around for about as long as celebrities themselves. What has changed is the quality of the tools used to create them. So, instead of merely stating that a celebrity endorses a product, they can fabricate a video that appears to prove it, bilking unsuspecting uh, customers. With a few clicks and a little bit of uh, know-how, a savvy scammer can generate audio, video, and still images that are increasingly difficult to identify as fabrications, even if, in the realm of advertising, it's still in its relative infancy. It's not huge as of yet, but I think there's still a lot of potential for it becoming a lot bigger because of the technology, which is getting better and better, said Colin Campbell, an associate professor of marketing at the University of San Diego, who has published research about AI-generated ads. There's no shortage of nefarious uses for AI technology. An artificially generated robocall used President Joe Biden's voice to urge voters in New Hampshire to sit out the primary election in the state and fabricated sexually explicit images of pop star Taylor Swift circulating online last month, leading to an increased call for regulation. And on Friday, a host of major technology companies signed PAC to work to prevent AI tools from being used to disrupt elections. But the technology is also being used to reach more deeply into uh, people's pocketbooks with fabricated product endorsements. It places the burden on people who are bombarded with information to then be the arbiters of protecting their financial selves on top of everything else, said Britt Paris, an assistant professor at Rutgers University who studies AI-generated content. The people that make these technologies available, the people that are really profiting off of deepfake technologies, they don't really care about everyday people. They care about getting scale and getting profit as soon as they can. 
Actor Tom Hanks and broadcaster Gail King are among those who have said their voices and images were altered without their content, consent excuse me, and attached to unauthorized giveaways, promotions, and endorsements. We're at the new crossroads here, a new nexus of what types of things are possible in terms of using someone's likeness, Paris said. Similar endorsement claims have been debunked by USA Today, including those asserting Kelly Clarkson endorsed weight loss keto gummies and an Indian billionaire promoting a trading program. The video appearing to show Clarkson was viewed uh, more than 48,000 times. Yet they keep popping up in part because they're so easy to create. A USA Today search of Meta's ad library revealed multiple videos that appeared to be AI-generated fabrications. They claimed to show Elon Musk giving away gold bars and Jennifer Aniston and Jennifer Lopez offering liquid Botox kits. Anytime that someone cannot pay an actor or a celebrity to appear in their advertisements, advertisements, excuse me, they'll probably do it, right? Paris said. These smaller scammer companies will definitely use tools at their disposal to eke out whatever money they can get from people. Next, let's take a look at this one. NASA mission simulation will offer an up-close look at Mars. Amaris Anikis uh, wrote the story. If you're up for a year-long space mission, then NASA might just have the job for you. The space agency says administrators are seeking applicants for NASA's next research assignment, one that simulates the challenges of a mission on Mars as a way to guide future plans for human exploration of the Red Planet. NASA has a total of three ground-based missions planned in this controlled environment, making this the second time they have hosted an open call for Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog, or C-H-A-P-E-A, with the first C-H-A-P-E-A crew more than halfway through their year-long mission, NASA is using research gained through the simulated missions to help inform crew health and performance support during Mars expeditions, the, the agency said in a news release on Friday. And the mission is set to kick off early next year. NASA's C-H-A-P-E-A mission participants are set to spend 365 days living and working inside a 3D-printed habitat called Mars Dune Alpha at the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. Life in Mars Dune Alpha will resemble the expected experience for those living in a future Mars surface habitat, the layout of the 3D-printed habitat was designed to provide separate areas within the habitat for living and uh, working, according to NASA's website. The challenges of a mission on Mars will be simulated through resource limitations, equipment failures, communication delays, and other environmental stressors in habitat, the agency said. The four-person volunteer crew selected by NASA are expected to complete a number of tasks, including simulated spacewalks, robotic operations, habitat maintenance, exercise, and crop growth in the 1,700-square-foot space. NASA has a couple of thoughts on who's the best applicants for the job are, saying it is looking for applicants who have a strong desire 
to you for unique and rewarding adventures and interesting contributing excuse me, to NASA's work to prepare for the first human journey to Mars. Applicants should also be healthy and motivated U.S. citizens or permanent residents, non-smokers, and between the ages of 30 and 55 years old, proficient in English for effective communication between crewmates and mission control. Still, NASA will follow additional standard criteria for astronaut uh, candidate applicants for the CHAPEA simulation mission, meaning that interested applicants should also have relevant education and work experience. Details can be found on nasa.gov. Compensation for mission participants is available with additional details provided during the screening process. So, if you want to apply, submit your application online by April 2nd. Next, the ex-FBI informant in Biden case is indicted. Smirnoff allegedly allied, setting back a GOP case. Ken Tran wrote this story. Justice Department Special Counsel David Wise uh, indicted on an ex-FBI informant on Thursday evening for allegedly lying about President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden's involvement with Burmesia, a Ukrainian energy firm. Alexander Smirnov, 43, was arrested on Wednesday at the Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas after a federal grand jury in California returned the indictment. His arrest and charges was a major setback for House Republicans' ongoing impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden as GOP investigators have touted Smirnoff's claims for months. Here's what to know about Alexander Smirnoff and his allegation. Who is he? Smirnoff was charged with two counts making a false statement and creating a false and fictitious record for information he gave to the FBI. Smirnoff previously had been known only as a confidential human source up to his indictment was asked before it was announced on by the agency. His claims were recorded by the FBI in a form known as an FD-1023, which investigators used to record information from confidential sources. Senator Chuck Grassley, a Republican of Iowa, obtained the documents and shared it with the House Republicans last year. Smirnoff, who repeatedly touted by lawmakers who criticized Biden as a credible source. The indictment is certainly a blow uh, to Republican investigation into Joe Biden over allegations the president was improperly involved in his son's foreign business dealings, but the inquiry is broad and Republicans promise to push forward with their investigation. Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, chair of the House Oversight Committee, one of the lawmakers uh, leading the probe, said in a statement, the inquiry is not reliant on Shokin's FD 1023 excuse me, and is instead based on a large record of evidence. Now let's move over to money, and we're going to start with a story here that says avoid a mystery after death. How to talk about dying and finances with aging parents, and Betty Lynn Fisher wrote the story. Uh, Welcome back to Uncomfortable Conversations About Money, a new series where we will tackle topics or situations around money that make you uneasy. We'll outline the problem and uh, try to get some usable solutions. 
Today's topic, how do you talk to your parents about death and finances without seeming like you are money-hungry? The dilemma, last year Melissa Grotto's father, uh, Gatto, excuse me, died. We did talk about death and sort of what accounts he had and what his desires were for now when he passed. But we didn't really get into the nitty-gritty of it, said Gatto of Green, Ohio. But Gatto said she and her father Dave were unprepared for all that came with tying up everything from funeral arrangements to his financial status and financial affairs. Excuse me. For instance, her dad had a burial plot in California but died in Nevada. She didn't know it cost 10000 and required special health department permission to transport a body over state lines. Gatto's parents were divorced. And now Gatto wants to avoid the headaches and heartache she dealt with with her dad's death. She has begun talking to her 69-year-old mom, Kim Slingliff, but uh, about how Slingliff will avoid, afford to, excuse me, to uh, the rest of her life and how the two of them prepare for her mom's death. It's a very uncomfortable conversation when you start talking about a taboo topic, said Gatto, CEO of a Scandal Coactive, a boutique Uh, public relations and marketing agency. As a society, we don't really talk about death, but it's something that we all experience. I think it's something we should all start talking about. Gatto's dad had communicated verbally that she'd be the executor of his estate when he died, but he left no other instructions for her and her brother, since uh, such as his medical wishes or details of what exactly to do after his death. He was pretty organized and had everything in a safe, but I didn't know where that was, she said. Gardo said her dad also didn't have enough finances to cover his funeral expenses, and seven months after his death, she was still trying to get the title for his car. Gardo says she doesn't want to seem greedy discussing her mom's finances or wishes after her death, but she doesn't want to repeat what happened with her dad. She has begun telling friends with kids to do them a huge favor. Get all of this settled before you get older because it's so important. Gatto said she had been approaching the subject with her mom with compassion and empathy. Slingoff has been verbally telling her things, but Gatto knows she'll need to get things in writing. Gatto's advice to others, make a list of everything you want to ask them because you don't want to have to keep repeating or revisiting this conversation. Try to have some patience and understanding, and then, if they don't want to have these conversations, you have to respect that, too. Here's one that says AMC streaming subscribers could get settlement awards. Mike Schneider wrote the story. If you subscribe to and streamed AMC Plus or any of the other video networks, you may have an award coming your way. You may have already gotten an email about the settlement in the class action suit filed against AMC Networks, which operates AMC Plus as well as Action TV, All Black, High Dive, Shutter, and Sundance are now streaming services. Several subscribers to AMC Plus and the other services filed the suit in January of 2023 uh, charging the company with disclosing subscribers' personally uh, identifiable information 
uh, PII, uh, to other parties via third-party tracking technology without users' consent. AMC Networks and attorneys for the subscribers reached a settlement agreement in December, and the settlement administrator recently began emailing possible settlement class, uh, settlement class members. AMC will pay $8.3 million to create a settlement fund and will quit using or modify the use of tracking technologies so they will not violate the Video Privacy Protection Act, which prohibits video services from knowingly disclosing consumers' PII to others without their consent. AMC denies any violation in the settlement, but the parties have agreed to the settlement to avoid a trial. If you subscribe to any of the services and watch content from January 18, 2021 through January 2024, you are eligible. Most have have probably gotten an email. Uh, If you haven't uh, seen the email, please check your junk mail folders as well. Next, we have this one that says Hyundai recalls 90,907 Genesis vehicles for fire risk. Natalie Nasha Alunda wrote the story. Hyundai is recalling nearly 100,000 Genesis vehicles due to a potentially deadly fire hazard with certain models, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reports. Federal safety regulators published a recall after learning water may enter the starter solenoid and cause an electrical short which can result in an engine compartment fire while the vehicle is parked or driving. Warning indicators include smoke from the engine, a burning or melting odor, and difficulty or inability to start the engine. The recall includes nine Genesis makes. Federal officials are reporting. Here's which ones are affected. The recall affects 90,907 vehicles among the following models and years. Genesis G70 2019, Genesis G80 2017 to 2019, Genesis G90 2017 to 2019. And the Hyundai Genesis 2015 to 2016. So far, NHTSA reported Hyundai has had no reports of injuries or deaths resulting uh, related to the issue. Excuse me. Owners are advised to park the vehicle outside and away from structures until the recall repair is complete. Dealers will install a remedy relay kit in the engine and junction box to be free of a charge, federal safety regulators said. Notification letters are expected to be mailed to owners by April 13th. Owners can con- contact a Hyundai customer service at 855-371-9460. The numbers for these recalls are 254-H and O18GG. Owners may also contact the NHTSA vehicle safety hotlines at 888-327-4236 or visit www.nhtsa.gov. Let's go over to sports and uh, we're going to start with a golf story and it says other in uh, quotes. Events still big in the PGA, and Tom D'Angelo wrote this story. 
The PGA Tour schedule is evolving, and signature events like this past weekend's Genesis Invitational continue to be redefined. What does that mean to the other tournaments like the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches? Genesis is one of the eight signature events with a $20 million purse. The others are Century, AT&T, Pebble Beach, Arnold Palmer, RBC Heritage, Wells Fargo Memorial, and Travelers. All but Genesis, uh, Arnold Palmer, and Jack Nicholas Memorial will have a cut. The top 50 players uh, in, in highs played into this weekend at Riviera Country Club, along with any players within 10 shots of the lead after Friday's play. For all the, those reasons, no cut or a limited one, $20 million purse with a winner's share of either $3.6 million or $4 million, and Liv Golf says uh, you're welcome, and guaranteed FedEx Cup points in the no-cut events, including 700 to the winner, which is 50 fewer than awarded at the majors and players competing in the signature events. While those who were in the top 50 of the previous season, FedEx Cup points list qualify for the eight signature events, the rest of the fields are determined by how guys are playing at the time. This means playing in uh, as many of the non-signature events like the Cognizant can become a pathway for entry to the best tournaments of the year. Like Charlie Hoffman, who qualified for Genesis last Sunday when he finished uh, runner-up at the Phoenix Open, uh, losing in the playoff to Nick Taylor. The finish gave him enough uh, FedEx Cup points to play his way into the field. I would have liked to have been in all the signature events and the uh, Masters and the Majors and all that other stuff, said Hoffman, who shot a 69 in the Genesis opening round, obviously was a huge accomplishment. Hoffman was told following his Sunday round at TPC Scottsdale he was in the Genesis field. It sort of took me back like awesome, he said. Pathways into signature events for those not otherwise exempt include winning a PGA Tour event that gets you into the remaining signature events that year, being in the top 10 on the current FedEx point list, being in the top five on the FedEx uh, Cup list in events between signature events, or among the top 30 players in the official World Golf Ranking. In addition, uh, sponsor exemptions remain, which is how Tiger Woods got into his tournament last week. Woods, who withdraw Friday because of illness, gave himself an exemption along with Gary Woodland, Adam Scott, and Will of Zalatoris. I feel lucky that if I've got one of them, Scott said, if I didn't then, I didn't qualify, so that's how it goes. All of this means playing an event like the Cognizant Classic could be someone in the, uh, in the next signature event. The Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, for instance, the next week. Hoffman, 47, is one of the six players on the PGA Tour Policy Board, and as a player who has been among the top 100 in the world for the past two years, he championed for the little guys. I've been on a board that's been part of this limiting field uh, building purses, said Hoffman, who asked Woods for an exemption into the Genesis because he qualified and was denied because, before, because there was none left. Obviously, the majority of the membership didn't love limiting in the fields. I know I was adamant about making sure the hot players were able to work their way into the events. My next example last year was Tyler Montgomery. 
Taylor, excuse me, Montgomery, that guy deserved to be in all events. He started off hot in the fall and played well, and he should have been in all events. Obviously, that was my example this year. Staley, Clark, arguably the best in history, according to Austin Cartwright, who wrote this story. South Carolina coach Dawn Staley is one of the leading voices of women's basketball, and she offered some of the highest praise to Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark on Friday. Staley, the two-time national championship coach and six-time WNBA All-Star, called Clark, who broke the NCAA's Women Division I all-time career scoring record on Thursday, perhaps the greatest player in the history of the sport. I don't think that record's ever going to be broken again, Staley told reporters on Friday. I don't. I like the clip that she, st- she scores, and she's not done yet. Like she's probably got, I don't know, 15 or more games left in this season, and to do it, probably 30, 40 points a clip. I mean, what we're witnessing is something quite incredible. I think she's going to be go down in the history books as probably, arguably, of the best player to grace our collegiate sport. The uh, Clark scored a hot career high, excuse me, 49 points in the Hawkeyes' 106-89 win over Michigan on Thursday to pass Washington's Kelsey Plum as the woman's all-time leading scorer in the NCAA Division I history. The senior also dished a 13 assists in the win. The six-foot guard leads the country in points per game, 32.8, and assists per game, 8.5, she now sits at 3569 career points, more than Plum's 3527. The next record uh, Clark could potentially break is the all time Division I scoring record for both a men's and women's college basketball. That mark had been steadily, uh, had, uh, excuse me, that mark has been steady for 54 years since LSU's uh, Pete Maravich set the mark with 3,667 career points from 1967 to 1970. The six-foot-five six guard averaged 44.2 points per game for his career, helping him set the current record in just three seasons. That said, Clark's 3,569 career points leave her well within striking distance of Maravich's record, just 99 points away from setting the mark. Considering that Clark is averaging 32.8 points per game, she could very well pass Maravich by the end of the regular season. Iowa has four games remaining before the Big Ten tournament begins on March 6. As Staley noted, Clark can further extend her record with four games remaining in the regular season as many as three games in the Big Ten tournament, and as many as six NCAA tournament games. If Iowa manages to maximize the number of games they have left to play, and Clark continues to shoot as well as her entire career, she could come to own a long-standing record of her own. Now, let's take some state stories. And we're going to start with Connecticut, of course. The General Assembly voted unanimously to authorize an extra $17 million to bolster energy assistance programs and enable thousands of households to receive an extra 100, I'm sorry, an extra 410 in aid this winter. 
From Massachusetts, we got this one that says three of the biggest airports in New England are slated to make improvements to control towers, gates, and mechanical systems under a nearly $1 billion federal plan to strengthen the nation's air travel infrastructure. From Maine, we got this. It says the state of Maine's long-cherished reputation for political independence is being threatened by the nation's polarized politics, with more and more of its voters feeling pressure to take sides. The shift has nudged an electorate with a well-earned reputation for pragmatic moderation further into the political fray. From New Hampshire... New Hampshire lawmakers approved Republican Governor Chris Sununu's request to send 15 National Guard volunteers to the Texas border with Mexico after he called fentanyl the state's most serious health crisis. How about this one from New York? A, a, New, a New York City man who admitted to smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants through a U.S.-Canadian border crossing, was sentenced to a year of probation and fined $5,000, federal prosecutors said. From Rhodey, a man was arrested and charged with using gasoline to set several fires around the exterior of a predominantly black church in North Providence. And finally, from Vermont, Vermonters could see their school property taxes rise by as much as 20% this year, and school districts and Montpelier are blaming each other for the hit to the household budgets. That's it for today's reading of USA Today, and I've been reading from the Monday, February 19, 2024 issue. And if you have any questions about the articles I've read, please call the Chris Listener line at 860-727-9579. I'm Bob Massa, and so long until the next time.